0: Welcome to the Home Care Hub, a podcast series for the Home Care Advocacy Network. HCAN is a business format franchise for senior living providers who want to operate a successful home care line of business and a great opportunity for any entrepreneur who wants to own their own home care franchise. To connect with us, visit hcanthrive.com today.
1: Welcome to the Home Care Hub. My name is Mark Goetz, President and CEO of the Home Care Advocacy Network. Today, we have author and great mind on the topic of caregiving, Dr. Aaron Blight. Aaron, welcome.
0: Thanks, Mark. It's great to be
1: here with you. Good to have you back. So, Dr. Blight, you are the author of When Caregiving Calls. I've enjoyed this read very much, and the last time you were on, we gave some of these some of your books away and they kind of flew off our shelves. So tell us a little bit about yourself and when caregiving calls in your business caregiving kinetics.
0: Well, Mark, thanks again for having me here. My, um, experience with caregiving started over 20 years ago when I was working at the centers for Medicare and Medicaid services, I was in the federal Medicaid program and I was relatively young. And my mother-in-law was unexpectedly diagnosed with a brain tumor it just came out of the blue and our our family was upended with that diagnosis Um, she moved in with us we ended up being family caregivers for five and a half years for her and it was a challenging time for our family but ultimately it led me to change the course of my career i I opened a home care company, which is where you and I met Mark yep. many years ago. That's right. And, uh, served a lot of families like mine and then went back to school for my doctoral degree and studied caregiving as a phenomenon of social science. About three years ago, I had the opportunity to sell my home care business and that led me to, uh, creating caregiving kinetics and writing my book when caregiving calls. And so now I work with, uh, family caregivers and professional caregivers and care organizations to try to help them appreciate and understand uh, the caregiving experience on a deeper level.
1: That's great. And then do uh, do you have a busy family life as well?
0: We do. We have four kids Okay. and we've got two grandchildren and we've got a couple more coming this year. You you have two
1: grandchildren. That's uh, that's awesome. You look so uh, young. (laughs)
0: Thanks. Yeah, we've got actually, yeah, we just found out that uh, a second grandchild is on the way this year. So. Oh, congratulations. I'll be four grandkids by September.
1: Well, that is awesome. Well, congrats to you and your family. That's great. Great people have four children, right? Is that that's right? It's that's a theme.
0: You do as, you do as well.
1: Apparently. Um, <laughs> so today uh, we want to discuss with you what makes a great caregiver. So I think uh, there's a lot of people out there experiencing caregiving for the first time. Sometimes it's a second or third time around when it comes to caregiving. As you talk in your book, oftentimes caregiving, it isn't necessarily a role that you audition for. It's thrust upon you, but there are people who choose caregiving as a as a profession, something they want to do professionally. And today I think what we want to do is really talk about what some of those aspects are that really make a great caregiver. And so one of the things that we had uh, discussed prior to producing the program today is that some people have certain skills and some of us work for the skills that we want to build. Most of the time, the equation talent times investment equals strength, something that was coined by, um, Actually, a Nebraska company, the Gallup organization, that equation is true for most things that you assess in the world. So if I put a 10 on my, you know, the investment in my basketball abilities, given my relative talent of a two, uh, the most I could probably get was a 20. So I still wouldn't be able to beat my ninth grade son on, you know, in a one on one. Now, if I was just kind of a naturally talented eight or nine, and I put that kind of investment, then I'm at a 90. So that equals strength. So I think the same holds true with caregiving. Uh, We're going to hear from you today about your perspective on what elements are present when you see great caregiving, both from a family caregiver or a professional caregiver. We're going to talk about what is great caregiving and what does great caregiving look like from a client and family perspective, what qualities do the pe- do the best caregivers share you know to kick it off you know when we talk caregiving we're talking professional caregiving family caregiving and the like what do you think about that equation talent times investment equals strength when it comes to caregiving does do you feel like that applies to the role of a caregiver
0: i definitely do mark and I didn't know that came from Gallup. That's that's yeah. wonderful to know. And I, I think about this on an individual level and also on an organizational level. You know, on the individual level, people have the raw abilities, uh, the the traits that are inherent in in being a good caregiver. And we're going to talk about those a little bit. But I would I would say that that's kind of the talent part of the equation, just having those raw abilities. And when you add the, the investment comes with your, your dedication to improving yourself as a caregiver. And so by investing time and, and energy to develop yourself as a caregiver, uh, coupled with your, your raw abilities, um, I think you can develop strength and, and increase your capacity to care and to endure in the caregiving role over the long haul and i love your you know you use the basketball analogy i was gonna since we got super bowl weekend coming up here yeah. it's uh, two days from now i was gonna mention tom brady as an example because you know here's a guy that uh, was not you know the number one draft pick in the yeah. nfl many years ago i think it was the sixth round i think is when he was yeah. drafted i can't remember exactly it definitely
1: wasn't the first second or third round
0: yeah, but you know he was good enough to get into that into the NFL. and uh, he dedicated himself, that investment that he has made over the long haul in his career in the NFL has certainly paid off. And you know, regardless of whether or not you're a Tom Brady fan, you've got to uh, give him the credit that he he is a a strong quarterback and and has done remarkable things. yep. And here he is with the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl again. So at the individual level, I think that formula holds, but also organizationally as a care organization, the talent is your team, right? Finding those people that have the raw ability to be a caregiver. And then the the investment that you make from an organizational level is your time and your resources that you devote to training your team and giving them the skills that they need to provide exceptional care. And as you couple those things, you know, finding the people with the raw abilities and investing the time and the resources that are needed to develop them, you're going to have a strong caregiving team.
1: So, you know, when we look at it from a client and family perspective, so you've, you owned your own home care business, you operate a business now, that teaches and trains people about, and organizations about caregiving, and you're no doubt an expert in the field. When you look at it from a client and family perspective, when a family is exceedingly pleased with caregiving services, what is present in that interaction and exchange? And let's talk maybe about some of the high points on uh, what that service looks like you know, what are the I's that are being dotted and what are the T's that are being crossed from a caregiver perspective?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a few um, kind of high points and then maybe some concrete examples on that, Mark. I think that families, care um, clients and their families, when it comes to them being delighted with the service that might be rendered to them, I think there are some really hallmarks to that. One is Matching the caregiver to the client appropriately, so that they're so that they're compatible, and that matching encompasses not only the ability to meet the needs of the client, the skills that the caregiver is providing are equivalent to the needs, yeah, and are able to meet the needs of the client. But it also encompasses things like uh, personality. So the client and the caregiver get along well and the, the caregiver enjoys the client, the client enjoys the caregiver and looks forward to the visit. And the caregiver is competent in the ability to meet whatever the client's situation is. Another component of this, I think, is dependability and consistency. And I know that you know this as well, Mark, that so often in home care, uh, an overarching theme is consistency of the schedule, consistency yep. of the caregiver, 100% and ability of the caregiver. And so being able to have that well-matched caregiver there when the client needs it and regularly uh, is very important. Also, I think that, you know, good, a, a very happy client or a very happy family of a client is looking at the home care agency and saying they are solving a problem for me. This is a challenge that I have and they are meeting me with personalized care that meets our needs and our circumstances on our timetable. And so the, the problems that we have been experiencing are being uh, eliminated yeah. thanks to the provision of this care from this from this care provider so you're 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 really creating value for the client and for the family and so the last thing that i would just say uh, as far as how the family is becomes delighted with the home care service is this recognition develops that the provider is really a partner with the family and the client in the provision of uh, services and so the family member who has been maybe struggling with caregiving is no longer alone they have a, a team of caregivers and also an office staff that includes schedulers and registered nurses and client care uh, coordinators who can help them with any of the challenges that come up over the course of time in caregiving for the lov- for their loved one that partnership uh, really can bolster the family's um, confidence in the future and being able to meet the needs of their loved one. And so, you know, how does that play out? Where do you see things like that? I think that one example is just in in scheduling changes. You know, the family's schedule changes, the client's schedule changes, and the home care company can adapt to those schedule changes. And, you know, it may not have been expected but something comes up and you need to tweak the schedule and and you can do that easily. Regular check-ins by the office staff and by the supervisors of the care. I think that's a very important part of having ongoing communication with the client and the family um, so that you're always understanding what's going on, yep. what needs to be addressed. And then, you know, I think one of the really important aspects of of caring for seniors, for elderly people is being able to be there through the end of life stages. And, you know, so often this is a, it's, it's a, in a very emotional time for families. It's a time that maybe they, they haven't experienced very much. And home care providers have been there through the end of life stages over and over again. So having someone who's present, who has an understanding of end of life and a a compassionate voice and, and you know, uh, the attention, that can be provided throughout that very difficult time. I think that that can really make a huge difference in the end of life care experiences of families. And they will always, always remember that.
1: Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like when I think about what our experience was as a family years ago, when we were hiring um, caregiving services, when our caregiver showed up and she was enthusiastic about being there about connecting with our loved one and serving the family and the client. Like that's, that was a um, relationship gold. She was enthusiastic and empathetic and she was there to solve a problem for the family, which was, you know, looking back on it, it was an absolute uh, relief. You know, you just felt relief that that person was there and she was capable. You bring up some points because we talked to people in the aging services industry in general where they say you know we have so for instance you you know about like the hcan model a bit and we're providing a business format for senior living providers to operate their own home care business under their own name which is a different way it's a new way for them to do home care themselves in a more successful environment process But some people will say, well, you know, we do home care right now on our campus. Like, oh, then I say, you know, explain it to me. Well, you know, we and they go down and they talk about how they have a caregiver going about various rooms and apartments performing tasks. And not to say that she does that that caregiver doesn't have a relationship there. But when you when I think about what you shared about there has to be some kind of matching present. There has to be some kind of sense that the client and the family are the people that you're serving. Uh, and it isn't just a task that's being accomplished. Um, you bring up some really good points that we'll have to kind of get into maybe another time because um, it's kind of like saying, going up to somebody and saying, yeah, like, uh, do you play basketball? They're like, oh, yeah, I play basketball. And what they really know how to do is they know how to shoot a basket, but they don't actually know how to play <laughs> inside of a team that is, you know, can, can have a successful basketball game. There's two different things. And I kind of liken that to some of the discussions within aging services on what a true home care model is versus when you have a version of something that's just providing tasks inside of your community, which is really very different than a home care service model.
0: That's right. And, and Mark, I just got to point out, that's your second basketball analogy. I have it on my brain.
1: Topic. I do. <laughs> so we're in the midst of a ninth grade basketball season this year. So it's uh, like the analogies just flow with the thing you're involved with as a family. Well,
0: they're, all, they're all on point. It all, it all comes back to basketball, doesn't
1: it? That's right.
0: But seriously, I think that you're exactly right. There, there is a big difference between task oriented care and relationship based care. And I think Mm -hmm. that relationship-based care is what delights clients and their families because they don't feel like they're just um, objects. They're they're actually people. And the tasks come along with it. You can absolutely deliver on the tasks, but at the same time, uh, develop positive relationships that can impact lives.
1: That's true. And some people would say there is this kind of this balance between certainly having to get tasks done, but maintaining, building and growing a relationship that the two go hand in hand. I think that's why the Ritz Carlton leadership center is when you go there, it's in, well, they have them throughout, uh, but they're, you know, they train people on their way of performing hospitality. They have a very specific recipe, but inside of most of those leadership activities where they're providing that training, uh, I think 70 to 80% of their clients are actually, um, health related industries. So hospital systems, home care companies that are really trying to understand how to blend hospitality and warmth into a service model. And there's a, there there's a real balance there that you have to strike. So that's why they're so busy. So uh, one of the things that we do want to touch on again is from a caregiving and home care industry perspective, you know, if we focus on the talent and experience of the best caregivers you have seen and the investment they've put in or received by others, tell us what, you know, in your opinion, what is the makeup of the very best caregivers? Yeah, it may not be just training. huh? It could be their experience, first of all, before they come into the role that they've that I'm just thinking out loud because that's that was one of the things that we've I think learned over the years is that caregivers that have prior family caregiving experience will gravitate towards a career in caregiving as well.
0: Absolutely. Mark that, in fact, when I was um, doing my doctoral dissertation, one of my kind of questions that I had going into it was, is there a difference between someone who's got, had spent a career in caregiving as say a CNA Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to someone who's experience in caregiving was as a family caregiver. So they haven't done this professionally. They took care of their loved one informally unpaid. And because of that experience now they ha- they are motivated to come in and care for people that they've never met before. And yeah. my, you know, who is, who, who is a better caregiver? I don't think we could say that one or, you know, that's, Categorizing people, and I don't think that we can do that. But both both of those groups can be excellent caregivers. And using your your the the Gallup formula: talent plus investment equals strength. You know, we talked to you earlier about just the attribute of a great caregiver. Yeah, I think that the first the first most important part of being a being a great caregiver on the talent end of that equation is having a desire to be a great caregiver. And I saw this with my, with my team hiring caregivers. Uh, we hired thousands over the years. And if the person was, came on, came on board and they were simply looking for a paycheck, yep, they were never going to be a great caregiver. But the, the person who came in, even if they had no experience, but they had a, a genuine desire to grow and to be a good caregiver, they grew into the role. They developed the ability to be a great caregiver over time. And so I think it just starts with your genuine desire. And beyond that, there are uh, other qualities, personal qualities that you have. And this again is on the talent side, compassion, empathy, uh, a love of seniors and a love of, of elderly people. Patience is a very important quality in caregiving, as you know, but also being having kind of a a service orientation, Um, being hardwired that way to to want to serve and help other people. Adaptability is a very important trait for caregivers and also resilience. You know, when you think about what caregivers are exposed to they're working with people who are facing very challenging adverse life conditions. You know, their health is in decline. They could be in facing life-threatening situations or chronic pain and uh, degenerative conditions that lead to loss of functioning. Right. Um, And so your ability to, to deal with that and to get to, to wake up the next day and keep going, I think that's a very important trait for a caregiver.
1: Uh, you know, and just one quick aside. So years ago we did a pilot with, so we had a, a group of our, a small group of our most productive caregivers and most productive caregivers, I would say from an office perspective. And oftentimes it was a lot of, a lot of times the caregivers that would say yes, So if you say yes to, uh, to opportunity, to service opportunities, it's an indication of what you're talking about, which is, you know, enthusiasm, the willingness. Uh, so we had them take, well, the strengths finder, which it's strengths finder 2.0 and it ranked their, you know, it gives you a report of what your top five strengths are. And we had two male caregivers and they were male caregivers. They were both, I think 65 plus in terms of age, um, and they had two qualities that were kind of consistent adaptability and empathy. I just, that, that, that sticks out as you were going through that list. Cause I remember, uh, I remember these two individuals as being people that everybody just kind of loved and everybody loved to work with both from an office as well as a family perspective, like to be in that season, to be ready to care for others and to have empathy and adaptability. And adaptability is so important because oftentimes you'll, you know, when someone shows up, you know, aging has its way, its own way with people, right? It may, it has a mind of its own. So you have to be able to roll with the client and where they're at that day. And these two individuals, when you were saying that, it just reminded me, like, we actually tested them with the finder, And those were two of the qualities that showed up in their, in both of their top fives.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So I think, you know, on the talent side, those traits, those qualities are, are, are innate to a large degree with the people that come to work as, as great caregivers. And then, then it gets to the investment, you know, and I think that if people come in with those qualities, regardless of their skill level, uh, they can, they can grow into the role of caregiver and be great, competent caregivers because the skills can be learned. This, the skills to deliver the tasks of yeah. caregiving can be learned. And that's where the organization comes in, right? By providing the training opportunities for the caregivers. And that can be formal training in a, in a classroom setting or in a, in a hands-on setting with with clients. Yeah. Uh, but it also is on the, on the job training, just by learning by doing. So I think that's another part of, of uh, the investment, is the investment in learning that the caregiver makes and that the organization makes. And uh, two more components, I think, of, of that investment part of the equation would be time, giving yourself the time that you need to develop and also relationships. I think that good caregivers, great caregivers make investments in their relationships with their clients. And so as that relationship with the client matters more and more, to the caregiver, they're going to be more and more interested in meeting the needs of that client over the long trajectory of illness. So we know, as, as we were just saying, how that adaptability is important. The client's needs will change over time. And if the caregiver is invested in, in that relationship with the client, they're going to stay with the client and adapt their services, develop their skills and continue to be there regardless of what conditions the client is facing tomorrow.
1: I love it. Aaron, that's great. Thank you for that perspective. Is there, you know, on this topic, you know, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, before we, you know, speaking of time before we, before we close out today, this is a great topic and you're definitely an expert in this
0: area. I would just to say that, you know, organizations can influence this process for their caregivers are great caregivers born or are they made i think it's a combination of both you know starting with that that raw talent that <laughs> that ability yeah. the the interest and the desire and the qualities but you may hire someone that doesn't doesn't have experience in caregiving but if they have these qualities and and the, the learning orientation and the service orientation and the desire to grow into the role the organization can step in and provide those opportunities for the caregiver to grow into the role and become a great caregiver. And and I do believe that organizations who invest in their people that way are more likely to retain their caregivers.
1: Absolutely. Aaron, that's great. I, I mean, I the one thing that I, I re- have come to really appreciate about your career is that you're really helping prepare those who – who try to lead caregivers for us to have a greater level of empathy and to be out in front of some of the issues that caregivers are experiencing. And that's going to lead to better care overall for families. So it's very much appreciated. Aaron, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the home care hub, a podcast series for the home care advocacy network. HCAN is a business format franchise for senior living providers who want to operate a successful home care line of business and a great opportunity for any entrepreneur who wants to own their own home care franchise. To connect with us,
1: visit HCANTHRIVE.com
0: today.